you, everyone. Okay, hello. My name is David. As you just heard, I'm from a place called Trend Watching. At Trend Watching, our obsession is with consumer trends. So we are obsessed with the trends reshaping the mindsets, the behaviours, the expectations of consumers all over the world. And usually, when I speak to a group like you, it's to say, "Look, here's three trends. Here's five trends that I think are super relevant." Today, I want to do something different, a bit special. Uh, for me and for this stage, because today I want to talk to you about a methodology that totally aligns with the design thinking methodology that you already use and can supercharge your own innovation because it can empower you to go out there into the world and start spotting consumer trends of your own. Okay? Then I want to illustrate that way of looking at the world. By looking at one trend, the big, key, number one tech-fueled consumer trend that I think must be on your radar for 2019. So that's the two halves of the next 20 minutes. New way of looking at the world. One big tech-fueled consumer trend that you can start innovating around today. Okay. Now, when I talk about trends, trends is a kind of vague word.、Uh, I'm open to be misunderstood. When I talk about trends, I don't mean this kind of thing. Okay. I don't mean the little widget spinner fidgety thing that your niece or nephew wants for Christmas this year.、Uh, I don't mean what's trending. I don't mean what's viral online. Okay. I don't even mean just new technologies. Though obviously we are tech people,、uh, and we're going to talk a lot about technology in this session.、Um, we at Trend Watching are about consumer trends. We're about the mindsets, behaviours, emerging expectation shifts that empower us to answer the question: What will people want next?、Um, and if you want to geek off on design thinking methodology, this is really a way of looking at the world that can align with and supercharge the first two stages of that methodology. So, if you know your design thinking stage one, empathise. Okay, where you're just looking out to the world of consumers, you're trying to understand who they are, how they live, what they think, what they're doing. Okay. Consumer trends can really help with all that. Help you understand not just where they are now, but where they're heading next, which is of course really important because innovation takes time. Building something new takes time. So you want to know that what you're building is grounded in emerging expectations, is grounded in where consumers are heading next. Okay. And then the second stage, define.、Uh, because consumer trends are all about people,、uh, they will help you define the problem not in terms of something you want to get solved, not in terms of something you want to do, but in terms of something consumers out there. Human beings want to do. Okay, so that's how this can all align with the design thinking methodology you already use. But here is the thing: unlike almost all the traditional approaches to answering those two questions, what are people up to? What will they want next? What problems do they want solved? We do not ask consumers anything. Okay, we've been spotting these trends for years. A whole bunch of massive brands kind of use them. But we do not spot these trends by talking to consumers, by asking them about their lives, by studying their lives, even by crunching their data. We think you can get powerful answers to the question: What will consumers want next?、Uh, by looking not at consumers, but looking at innovations. Looking at the new products, services, campaigns that are pouring into the market now. Now that seems deeply counterintuitive. I'm telling you, you can understand what consumers will want next by looking not at consumers, looking at innovations. To understand why that makes sense, okay? To understand why that works, this is where we have to get into it. I have to give you our model at Trend Watching of what consumer trends are and how they emerge. And once I give you this model, then you are empowered to go out there and start spotting trends of your own. So here it comes, okay? And it's very simple. We have a model at Trend Watching. Of how new consumer trends emerge, that says this. It says, on the one hand, there is change. 
The world is changing around us all the time. Technological change, social change, you know, attitudinal change. We live with very rapid change. We're used to that. On the other hand, there's human nature, which fundamentally does not change that much over time. So human beings are motivated by this set of basic needs and wants. They are very stable, you know, love, value, security, excitement. They're very stable. They don't change decade on decade, pretty much century on century. Our model at Trendwatching of how new consumer trends emerge just says this very simply. It says new trends emerge when some change in the world unlocks a new way of serving a basic human need. Okay, so trends are all about new ways to serve age-old basic human needs. And here's the innovations part. Crucially, we think you can see that happening when you look out to the world of innovation. Okay, new products, services, campaigns, business models, whatever. You ask yourself. Is this innovation serving a basic human need in a new way? Another way of saying all that, very simply, is I am looking for the innovations that create new customer expectations, create new human expectations. The thing about innovations that serve a basic human need in a new way is they change human beings, they change people, they give them new habits, new behaviours. They change what they expect of the world around them. Okay, just a really quick example. If you think about Uber, how it did so much to fuel that expectation of one-touch service, and think about how that、uh, expectation spread. Okay, it spread across demographics. Certainly, it also spread across industries. You had the Uber for lawyers, dog walking, like haircuts, everything. Okay. That is an old example now, but it's a great example of an innovation fueling a new expectation that spreads. Okay, across markets, across demographics, across industries, it will eventually spread all the way to your door. And if you don't see it coming, maybe it will just kind of smash into you. But if you are looking out to the world of innovation, okay, and interrogating the innovations you see for the new expectations they will create, then you can see those expectations as they're emerging, and you are empowered to do something about it. Like we all see a ton of new stuff all the time, it can feel like an avalanche. But if you just look at the innovations you're seeing through this lens—basic needs, change, and expectations—then that avalanche, instead of feeling just like totally overwhelming, becomes very empowering. Because the more stuff you see, okay, the more dots you're going to be able to join, and the more trends you're going to be able to spot. Now, that all sounds pretty theoretical, I know. So let's get into it with a real trend, okay, a concrete trend. The number one. Tech-fueled trend that I want to put on your radar this year、uh, and for 2019, and that will also bring this trend-spotting methodology to life. So we've talked about how trends are made of these two big building blocks: okay, external change and basic human needs. Here is a set of changes out there in the world, interrelated changes out there in the world for you. That's unlocking a new way of serving some core basic human needs. Okay, the first change is just AI, the maturing of AI. We, we know, of course, right. AI is having a moment. Consumers know it too. They saw the Google Duplex demo, just like we did. They know AI is maturing. They're starting to expect it to have impacts in their own lives. In fact, in their own lives already, they're using a ton of AI-fueled devices: Siri, Alexa, chatbots, to kind of get stuff done, to make their lives more functional, easier, more convenient. And then we get to this famous statistic, which some of you have seen already this morning. Okay, Gartner saying we're going to be talking to chatbots more often than we talk to our spouse. They didn't tell us whether that's supposed to be good news or not. Okay, but it's, apparently it's a fact.、Uh, and this is totally standard. You know, Capital One. Making a chatbot、uh, to manage your bank account—it understands 20,000 different ways of saying what's my bank balance. Again,、okay, here's this guy speaking to it instead of speaking to his wife. Right? That is totally established. 
A massive shift is happening now. It's a shift in the nature of our relationship, people's relationship with these AI-fueled technologies. Okay? And that's shifting from a relationship that's very functional, that's very transactional, to a relationship that's about deeper things, about human things, like health, wellness, advice, reassurance, even friendship and companionship. And if you find that hard to believe, just put your hand on your heart and ask yourself, is everything you've ever asked Siri or Alexa like totally functional, totally transactional? Have you ever asked Siri something about the way you feel, something about what you're worried about for some reassurance, anything like that? If you have, and I bet some of you have, then you're already starting to admit to yourself that the nature of your relationship with these technologies, with these AI-fueled virtual entities, is changing. Okay. You put all that together, okay, the maturing of AI, massive engagement with AI-fueled virtual entities, and then the changing nature of our relationship with those technologies, and you come to this trend. This is the trend I wanted to share with you, virtual companions. And virtual companions is about saying, in 2019, these virtual entities will make the leap from functional assistance, from technologies that are about getting stuff done to true companions. Now, because this trend is about people, okay, and their basic human needs, I want to show you how this emerging shift, how this set of changes is unlocking new ways to serve some core human needs. And these are human needs that we like to think identify us as uniquely human. Okay, that make us special as humans versus other creatures. Let's start with a really simple one, like base one for virtual companions. This is me trying to prove to you this trend is real. Reassurance, okay? There's a human need for reassurance. We all face stressful situations. We all get worried. We've all in our lives at some time needed a hand on the shoulder, some reassurance, some care to make us feel better. Check out this innovation, just a simple one to start with. This is the Alderhey Children's Hospital in the UK. Um, a few months back, they made a new app called Alder Play. It's a Pokemon Go style, basically augmented real reality app. Uh, so the child patient makes their own fuzzy little kind of AR pet. This, this child's made himself a little platypus. Uh, and this pet just follows them around the hospital uh, on their device. Uh, they can see it you know, in their physical reality. It, asks them questions, it gives them advice, it gives them directions, it gives them reassurance, uh, it gives them little rewards and badges when they're brave. Now look, if you can concede that this app is not really about getting anything done, okay, this app is about reassurance, it's about making a child feel better at an extremely stressful, difficult moment in their lives, then you are already starting to admit to yourself that this trend, virtual companions, is real, that the nature of our relationship with these technologies is changing. But let's kick it on a gear, okay, another basic human need, wellness, health and wellness, very simple, we all want to be as healthy and as well as possible possible, age-old human need, always been with us, always will be with us. Check this out. This is called LEQ. Uh, this is like a robot companion for older people. It's going to be trialed in some care homes in California uh, at the back end of this year, the back end of 2018. I won't tell you anything else about it, actually. I'm just going to play this video, uh, and then we'll talk. So check this out.
Mary, Megan sent a new photo. Would you like to look at it? Yes, please. Oh, he's a gem. Would you like to respond to Megan's post? Sure. Recording in three, two, one. LEQ reminds me to take my meds, arranges rides for me. She even reminds me of all my appointments. Mary, don't forget bridge with the Golden Girls at 1 p.m. Would you like to practice? Oh, I don't need to practice. I didn't catch that. Do you want to play bridge or not? Oh, fine. Let's play. Practice your bridge, Mary. I mean, they gave that robot a kind of annoying uh, personality, but don't get hung up on that, okay? What I want you to take away from it, we'll talk more about that kind of thing in a second, but I want, what I want you to take away from it is that that innovation is leveraging a recent change in the world, okay, which is AI, to serve the basic human need that is wellness in a new way. Okay? And as a trend watcher, when you see an innovation like that, that's leveraging a recent change to serve a basic human need in a new way, your trend radar should start blipping, okay? It should start going off because these are the kind of innovations that change people. When they use them or most likely just see it, like you guys have just seen it now, their expectations of the world around them will subtly start to change, okay? And then you can start to think about what do those new expectations mean? Okay, now one more, let's kick it to the the huge one, the massive one for virtual companions, social connection. We are social animals as human beings. We evolved to need contact with other humans, right? That is age old. But this shift, the emergence of these virtual companions opens up a space where for the first time, that basic human need for social connection may be fulfilled not by another person, okay, but by a machine. And that is huge. That is, that is the end stage, that is the end point of this profound shift in our relationship with these technologies. Check out this example. Okay, this is Gatebox. It's from Japan. Uh, Pre-orders started a few months ago. This is like a Alexa-style kind of home, AI-fueled home assistant with a difference. Um, again, just check out the video and then we'll talk.
I know what you're thinking, okay? <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> that, that is fucking weird. Okay, now, this is, a, this is a great moment to make a very important point. Like, as human beings, when we see something new, the first thing we do is decide whether we like it or not, okay? And that's human nature, that's fine. But your mission as a trend watcher is just to take a step back from that immediate response, right? Don't get hung up on what you think of the innovation. Instead, interrogate it using the framework we have just talked about. I am not telling you to love that innovation. I'm not telling you to go away and build like a weird, like girlfriend in a jar thing, okay? What I'm, what I'm saying is, <laughs> this innovation, like all of the innovations I've shown you are leveraging a recent change. They're leveraging essentially AI to serve a set of basic human needs in a new way. And when consumers see those innovations, their expectations are going to start to change. They're going to, say, going to start saying things for themselves like, look, if the Alderhey Hospital can make an app, an AR app to reassure patients, that's fantastic. But why can't my bank make an app that just coaches me and reassures me about my personal finances? Or if they have robots in your home now that kind of keep you company and tell you to practice your bridge, how come there can't be a robot in the office that kind of like keeps me company and nags me to fill out my timesheets, right? That's the kind of stuff they're going to say. And as trend watchers, okay, as innovators, if you had seen those innovations, just those three, and you'd looked at them through that lens that we're talking about, you could have said, aha, these innovations are all leveraging a recent change, AI, to serve a core set of human needs in a new way. There is a pattern going on here. Okay, we are going to see more of this. Consumers will start to have their expectations changed by this. And then it will be up to you to think, go back and think, what does that mean for you? Okay, what kind of virtual companion could you build? What kind of basic human needs are people looking to you to meet? Okay, and just to bring it right back down to earth after that crazy example, look, loads of consumers don't want that, okay? But check this out, 72% of regular voice users say they do want brands to have a voice, have their own personality, and we already see big brands, non-Silicon Valley-like brands, you know, tapping into these kinds of expectations, and it doesn't have to be super high-tech. So this is an innovation from KLM right here in Amsterdam a few months ago. It's called the KLM Care Tag. You can see the Care Tag hanging on that bag, right? It's a GPS-enabled tag. It doesn't need the internet to run. Uh, and visitors to Amsterdam could just put that tag on their bag or their clothes as they walk around the city, they're just hearing real KLM uh, crew and pilots, ground staff, whatever, just talk to them about Amsterdam. So it's just saying things like, oh, hey, like, there's my favorite co coffee shop over there. Uh, there's a great cinema around the corner. This is a place you can park your bike, like that kind of stuff. Obviously, that's primarily about getting something done. It's a lot about navigation, but you can see the glimmerings of something else there, too. Okay? You can see the glimmerings of a virtual companion there. It's not just about functionality. It's also about having a companion, having a human voice in your ear as you walk around, right? KLM are tapping into as much as that example seems a world away from the gatebox example I just showed you. They are tapping into the same set of emerging expectations. Okay, I need to wrap up. So look, a massively powerful trend, tech-fueled trend that you can go away and start innovating with today. More than that, though, just a new way of looking at the world of innovation. If every time you see something new, you ask yourself, what change in the world? Is this leveraging a recent change in the world? Okay, uh, and what basic human need is this innovation trying to address? 
and crucially, what new consumer expectations will it create? Like when people see this innovation, how will it start to generate new expectations and what will those expectations mean for me? If you take that framework out to the world, it becomes like a habit, it can empower you to start spotting consumer trends of your own. Then the final thing is, of course, you have to use those consumer trends, okay? Trends are useless if you just know them. You have to do something with them. So, so go out into the world, start spotting trends of your own, bring those trends back with you, back with you and use them to innovate, right? Create something amazing, create something new with that knowledge. Now, thank you so much for listening. It's been super fun. It's enough for me. Thank you. Goodbye. Thank you.